0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Carey Lord of mercy, Lord of mercy, Lord bless us, amen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and forever unto the ages of all ages, amen. O Lord, make us worthy to pray thankfully, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus, our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us give thanks to the beneficent and merciful God, the Father of our Lord, God and Savior, Jesus Christ. For he has covered us, helped us, guarded us, accepted us to himself, spared us, supported us, and has brought us to this hour. Let us also ask him, the Lord our God, the Pentecostal, to guard us in all peace this holy day and all the days of our life. O Master, Lord God, the Pantocrator, the Father of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, we thank you for everything concerning everything and in everything. For you have covered us, helped us, guarded us, accepted us to yourself, spared us, supported us, and have brought us to this hour. Therefore, we ask and entreat your goodness, O lover of mankind. Grant us to complete this holy day and all the days of our life and all peace with your fear, all envy, all temptation, all the work of Satan, the counsel of wicked men, and the rising up of enemies hidden and manifest. Take them away from us and from all your people and from this your holy place. But those things which are good and profitable do provide for us. You have given us the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and upon all the power of the enemy. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one through the grace, compassion, and love of mankind of your only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, through whom the glory, the honor, the dominion, and the worship are due unto you with him. And the Holy Spirit, the giver of life, who is of one essence with you, now and at all times unto the ages of all ages. Amen. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your great mercy, and according to the multitude of your compassions, blot out my iniquity. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my iniquity, and my sin is at all times before me. Against you only I have sinned and done evil before you, that you might be just in your sayings and might overcome when you are judged. For behold, I was conceived in iniquities, and in sins my mother conceived me. For behold, you have loved the truth. You have manifested to me the hidden and underveiled things of your wisdom. You shall sprinkle me with your hyssop, and I shall be purified you shall wash me and i shall be made whiter than snow you shall make me to hear gladness and joy the humble bones shall rejoice turn away your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities create in me a clean heart O god and renew a right spirit of my inward parts Do not cast me away from your face, and do not remove your Holy Spirit from me. Give me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me of the directing spirit. Then I shall teach the transgressors your ways, and the ungodly men shall turn to you. Deliver me from blood, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall rejoice in your righteousness. O Lord, you shall open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. I would have given it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit. A broken and humbled heart God shall not despise. Do good, O Lord, and your good pleasure to Zion, and let the walls of Jerusalem be built. Then you shall be pleased with sacrifices of righteousness, offering and burnt sacrifices. Then they shall offer calves upon your altar. Alleluia. Lord of mercy, O Lord of mercy. The sunset prayer of this blessed day we offer to Christ our King and our God, beseeching Him to forgive us our many sins. From the Psalms of our Father, David the Prophet and the King, may His blessings be with us all. Amen. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in His ways. You shall eat the fruit of your labors. You shall be blessed, and goodness shall be unto you. Your wife shall be as a fruitful vine on the sides of your house, your children as young olive plants round about your table. Behold, thus shall the men be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord shall bless you out of Zion, and you shall see the good things of Jerusalem, all that is of your life, and you shall see the children of your children. Peace be upon Israel. Hallelujah. Many times they have warred against me from my youth, let Israel now say. Many times they have warred against me from my youth, and yet they have not prevailed against me. The sinners scourged me on my back and prolonged their iniquity. The Lord is righteous. He has broken the necks of sinners. Let all who hate Zion be put to shame and turn back. Let them be as the grass of the housetops, which withers before it is plucked up, with which the reaper does not fill his hand, nor he who gathers up sheaves his bosom. Neither do they who pass by say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We have blessed you in the name of the Lord. Alleluia. Glory be to our God, holy, 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 the gospel, according to our teacher, Saint Luke. May his blessings be with us, all Solomon.
1: And he rose out of synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they requested him concerning her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and immediately imme- the fever and it left her. And immediately she rose and served them. When the sun was setting, all those who had any sick, diverse disease brought them unto him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And devils also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are Christ, the Son of God. And he re- Rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. Glory be to
0: God forever, and may the sayings of God be fulfilled in peace. Worship you, Christ, with your good Father and the Holy Spirit. If you have come and saved us, have mercy on us.
2: If the righteous one is scarcely saved, where shall I, the sinner, appear? The burden in the heat of the day I did not endure because of the weakness of my humanity. But, O merciful God... Gr- Count me with the fellows of the eleventh hour, for behold iniquities I was conceived and in sins my mother bore me. Therefore I do not dare to lift up my eyes to heaven, but rather rely on the abundance of your mercy and love for mankind, crying out and saying, God forgive me a sinner and have mercy on me. <laughs> Hasten, O Saviour, to open to me the fatherly bosoms, for I have wasted my life in pleasures and lusts, and the day has passed by me and vanished. Therefore, now I rely on the richness of your never ending compassion. So then do not forsake a submissive heart which is in need of your mercy. For unto you I cry, O Lord, humbly, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. So make me as one of your hired servants. <laughs> Every iniquity I did with prudence and activity and every sin I committed with eagerness and diligence and of all torment and judgment I am worthy. Therefore prepare for me the ways of repentance, O Lady the Virgin, for to you I appeal and through you I seek intercession and upon you I call to help me, lest I might be put to shame. And when my soul departs, my body attend to me and defeat the conspiracy of the enemies and shut the gates of Hades, lest they might swallow my soul. O are you blame blameless bride of the true bridegroom?
0: O Lord, hear us, have mercy in us and forgive us our many sins of men. Kerelai son, kerelai son, kerelai son. Kerelai son, Holy, Son
1: holy get it arisen
0: heaven and earth are full of your glory and honor. Have mercy on it arisen get it arisen O Holy Trinity, have mercy on us, O Lord God of hosts, be with us. For we have no helper in hardships and tribulations, but you absolve, forgive, and remit, O God, our transgressions, those that you have committed willingly and those that you have committed unwillingly, those that you have committed knowingly and those that you have committed unknowingly, the hidden and the manifest. O Lord, forgive us for the sake of your holy name, which is called upon us. Let it be according to your mercy, O Lord, and not according to our sins. We thank you, our compassionate King, for you have granted us to pass this day in peace and brought us to the evening thankfully and made us worthy to behold daylight until evening. O God, accept our glorification which is offered now and save us from the trickeries of the adversary and abolish all the snares which are set against us. Grant us in this coming night peace without pain or anxiety or unrest or illusion so that we may pass it in peace and chastity and rise up for praises and prayers. And thus at all times and everywhere we glorify your holy name in everything together with the Father who is incomprehensible and without beginning and the holy spirit the life giver who is in one essence with you now at all times and to the ages of all ages amen lord have mercy lord have mercy the blessed prayer retiring we offer to christ our king and our god beseeching him to forgive us our many sins from the psalms of our father david the prophet and the king may his blessings be with us all amen with my voice to the Lord I cried, with my voice to the Lord I made supplication, I will pour out before him my supplication, my affliction I will pour out before him. When my spirit was fainting within me and you knew my paths, in the way in which I was walking they hid a snare from me, I looked on my right hand and beheld, for there was no one who noticed me. Refuge failed me, and there was no one who cared for my soul. I cried unto you, O Lord, and said, You are my hope, my portion, and the land of the living. Attend to my supplication, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from those who persecute me, for they are stronger than me. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name, O Lord. The righteous wait for me until you reward me. Alleluia. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord in my life. I will sing praises to my God as long as I exist. Do not trust in the princes, nor in the children of men in whom there is no salvation. Their spirit shall go forth and they shall return to their earth in that day all their thoughts shall perish blessed is he whose helper is in the god of jacob whose hope is in the lord his god who made heaven and earth the sea and all things in them who keeps truth forever who executes judgment for the oppressed who gives food to the hungry the lord loses the bound the lord sets up the broken down the lord gives wisdom to the blind the lord loves the righteous the Lord preserves the strangers. He accepts the orphan and widow, but He will destroy the way of sinners. The Lord shall reign forever, and your God, O Zion, from generation to generation. Alleluia. Glory be to our God, holy, 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 the gospel according to our teacher, St. Luke. May his blessings be with us, Solomon. And
1: behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it be, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen Christ the Lord. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of law, he took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples, and a light for the revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of
0: your people Israel. Glory be to God forever, amen, may the sayings of God be fulfilled in peace, we worship you Christ with your good Father and the Holy Spirit if you have come and saved us have mercy on us Behold, I'm about to stand before the just judge, terrified and trembling because of my many sins. For life spent and pleasures deserves condemnation. But repent, O my soul, so long as you dwell on this earth. For inside the grave does, does not praise, and in death no one remembers, neither in Hades does anyone give thanks. Therefore arise from the slumber of innocent, and treat the Savior, repenting and saying, God, have mercy on me and save me. If life were everlasting in this world, ever existing, you would have an excuse, O my soul. But if your wicked deeds and ugly evils were exposed for the just judge, what answer would you give Or allowing the bed of sins, negligence, this the flesh, O Christ our God, before awesome seed of judgment, I am terrified. Before a council of judgment, I submit. And from the light of your divine radiance, I tremble. I, the wretched and defiled, who lies in my bed, negligent in my life. But I take example of the publican, beating my chest, and saying, Oh God, forgive me and have mercy on me, a sinner.
1: Oh Holy Virgin,
0: overshadow your servant with your instant helmet, keep the ways of evil thoughts away from me, and raise up my ailing soul for prayer and vigil, for it has gone to a deep sleep. For your capable, compassionate, and helpful mother, the bearer of the fountain of life, my king and my god jesus christ my hope graciously accord o lord to keep us this night without sin blessed are you o lord god of our fathers and exceedingly blessed and glorified be your name forever amen Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us according to our hope in you. For the eyes of everyone wait upon you, for you give them their food in due season. Hear us, O God, our Savior, the hope of all the regions of the earth. And you, O Lord, keep us safe from this generation and forever. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. Blessed are you, O Lord, make me to understand your commandments. Blessed are you, O Lord, enlighten me with your righteousness. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Despise not, O Lord, the works of your hands. You have been my refuge from generation to generation. I asked the Lord and said, Have mercy on me, heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. Lord, I have fled unto you, save me and teach me to do your will. For you are my God, and with you is the fountain of life. In your light shall we see light. Let your mercy come unto those who know you and your righteousness unto the upright in heart. To you belongs blessing, to you belongs praise, to you belongs glory. O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, existing from the beginning, now and forever and ever, amen. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises unto your name, O Most High, to show forth your mercy every morning and your righteousness every night. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, who was born of the Virgin, have mercy upon us. Holy God, holy, mighty, holy, immortal, who was crucified for us, have mercy upon us. Holy God, holy, mighty, holy, immortal, who rose from the dead and ascended to the heavens, have mercy upon us. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever unto the ages of the ages. Amen. O Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. O Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. O Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. O Lord, forgive us our sins. O Lord, forgive us our iniquities. O Lord, forgive us our trespasses. O Lord, visit the sick of your people. Heal them for the sake of your holy name. Our fathers and brethren who have fallen asleep, People. Lord, repose their souls. Oh you are without sin, Lord, have mercy on us. O oh, you are without sin, Lord, help us and receive our supplications. For yours is the glory, the dominion, and triple holiness. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, bless us. Amen. Make us worthy to pray thankfully. Our Father who art in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Hail to you, we ask you, saint full of glory. the Theotokos the mother of Christ lift up our prayers unto beloved son that he may forgive us our sins hail to the Holy Virgin who has brought forth unto us the true light Christ our God ask the Lord on our behalf that he may have mercy on our souls and forgive us our sins O Virgin Mary the Holy Theotokos the faithful advocate for all mankind intercede on our behalf before Christ whom you bore that he may forgive us our sins hail to you O Virgin the right and true Queen hail to the pride of our race who bore to us Emmanuel we ask you to remember us O oh, our faithful advocate before our Lord Jesus Christ Christ, that he may forgive us our sins we exalt you the mother of the true light we glorify you saint the theotokos for you have brought forth unto us the savior of the whole world he came and saved our souls glory be to you our master our king Christ, the pride of the apostles, the crowd of the martyrs, the joy of the righteous, the firmness of the churches, the forgiveness of sins. We proclaim the Holy Trinity and one Godhead. We worship Him, we glorify Him. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, bless us, Amen. We believe in one God, God the Father, the Ponticrator, creator of heaven and earth and of all things seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all ages, light of light, true God of true God, begotten, not created, of one essence with the Father, by whom all things were made. I mean, Who, for us men and for our salvation, came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and of the Virgin Mary, and became man. And he was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate, suffered and was buried. And on the third day he rose from the dead, according to the scriptures, ascended to the heavens. He sits at the right hand of his Father, and he is coming again in his glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. Yes, who believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets and in one holy Catholic. Catholic and apostolic church, we confess one baptism for the mission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. Amen. O oh Lord, hear us, have mercy on us, and forgive us our many sins. Amen. Kiddele song, song, kiddele
1: song. Kiddele song,
0: son. song. song, song.
1: song, 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 song,
0: song, Holy, 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 Lord of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of your glory and honor. Have mercy on us, O God, the Father, the Pantocrator, O Holy Trinity. Have mercy on us, O Lord, God of hosts, be with us. We have no helper in our hardships and tribulations, but you absolve, forgive, and remit, O God, our transgressions, those that you have committed willingly, and those that you have committed unwillingly, those that you have committed knowingly, and those that you have committed unknowingly, the hidden and the manifest, O Lord, forgive us for the sake of your holy name, which is called upon us. Let it be according to your mercy, O Lord, and not according to our sins. Make us worthy to pray, thankfully, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses transpass as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not to temptation but deliver us from the evil one in Christ Jesus our lord for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen lord all our sins which we committed against you in this day whether in deeds or in words or in thoughts or through all senses please remit and forgive us for the sake of your holy name as you are good and lover of mankind God, grant us a peaceful night and a sleep free from all anxiety and send us an angel of peace to protect us from every evil and every affliction and every temptation of the enemy through the grace, compassion, and love of mankind of your only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ, to whom is due with you and with the Holy Spirit, the life giver who is of one essence with you, all glory, honor, and dominion now and forever unto the ages of all ages. Amen. Have mercy on us, O God, and have mercy on us who at all times and at every hour in heaven and on earth is worshiped and glorified. Christ our God, long-suffering, the abundant in mercy and the great in compassion, who loves the righteous and has mercy on the sinners of whom I am chief, who does not wish the death of the sinner, but rather that he returns and lives, who calls all to salvation for the promise of the good things to come. Lord, receive from us our prayers in this hour and every hour. Ease our life and guide us to fulfill your commandments. Sanctify our spirits, cleanse our bodies, conduct our thoughts, purify our intentions, heal our diseases, forgive our sins, deliver us from every evil, grief, and distress of heart. Surround us by your holy angels, that by their camp, we may be guarded and guided and attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of imperceptible and infinite glory. For you are blessed forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So, God willing, today we're going to start a new book. Um, Last time, uh, we completed... um, What were we studying last time? Um, 3rd John, yes, we did 2nd John and 3rd John, that's right. Um, We're gonna start the book of Joshua. Um, So, we have already studied Exodus. We did Genesis and Exodus. Um, And then um, the remaining books of Moses, uh, you have the book of uh, Leviticus, which is primarily speaking about the law. And then you have the book of Numbers, which has a lot of like demographics, like the numbers of people and the different tribes and so on, but also has some of the historical events that happened after that, during the time when the Israelites were wandering in the desert. Uh, And then you have the book of Deuteronomy which is Deuteronomy means the second law, which is essentially the recounting of the law. So one of the things that happened uh, when the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness is uh, God had asked uh, Moses to um, to draw the water out of the rock by speaking to the rock. So it happened twice. The first time he told Moses to strike the rock and Moses did so and water came out so that the people would drink. The second time he told moses to speak to the rock not to hit it but to speak to it but moses like in his frustration he struck the rock um for water to come out and so god was upset with him because he didn't demonstrate faith and so he told him that he would not uh live to see the promised land so he moses remained to be the leader of the israelites up until they reached the the jordan river on the eastern side of the jordan river Uh, about to enter into the Promised Land, and this is where we see Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is like, okay, uh, we're about to enter into the Promised Land. Let's recount um, all of the law and everything God has commanded us to do so that we do not forget him when we enter into the Promised Land. The book of Joshua then is the first of the historical books, okay? So the, the historical book, because it's recounting now the story of what is happening to the Israelites. And so the story is beginning right at this point where Joshua, who was the uh, you know second in command, he was the disciple of Moses. He, after Moses has died, is now taking the leadership of the Israelites and he is about to pass over the Jordan River into the promised land, which is the land of Canaan um, for the first time, okay? And so he kind of historically, um, this is where we are. We've also in the past studied the book of Judges. Judges is what comes immediately after Joshua, um, which is uh, kind of further along in the history after they have settled uh, in uh, the, the land of Canaan, kind of how they are dealing with the people and so on, where this, this here, the book of Joshua, is the very beginning. This is the beginning of the entry to what is to become the, the land um, of Israel. So again, as I said, the book takes place immediately after the, d- the death of Moses. And it's primarily written by Joshua, except for the very last part, which is recounting the death of Joshua, um, was probably written by uh, Phinehas, who is the grandson of Aaron, uh, who wrote the very last part. Um, and uh, uh, we spoke about how Moses uh, was not going to inherit the promised land, then he died at the border. Uh, one of the main themes that we see or one of the main kind of uh, comparisons that we can make in this book is with the k- figure of Joshua himself. Um, Moses represents the Old Covenant, okay? Moses represents the Old Covenant. And the Old Covenant was not able to bring the people into the Promised Land because the Promised Land is a symbol for heaven, okay? So so the Moses was unable to bring people to the promised land in the sense that the old covenant was insufficient for the salvation of the people and so uh, there needed to be another leader who is Joshua and actually Joshua represents the Lord Jesus Christ in, in many different ways. So actually the name Joshua is the same name as Jesus. Okay so Joshua in Hebrew is the same name as Jesus in Greek. Okay it's the same name and it means Jehovah is salvation or God is savior. Okay, so Joshua is a symbol and representation of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is the one who symbolically brings people to the heavenly kingdom of Jerusalem because he is the one who is leading the people into um, the promised land. A little history about Joshua. Joshua was born in Egypt, and he became the disciple of Moses. We first read about Joshua in the book of Exodus, chapter 17, verse 9, at the battle of Rephidim. This is the battle where Moses was up on the mountain, praying, and Joshua was leading the people uh, in the valley, fighting. And whenever um, Moses stopped praying, the people would start losing, and whenever he prayed, the people would win. So we read about Joshua and have him having this position of leadership, um, even at that time in the book of Exodus. Also, Joshua is mentioned in the book of Numbers. Um, so he was one of the 12 spies that was sent to the land of Canaan, which is the promised land, by Moses to scout the land and to bring back a report of the land. So he and one of the other spies, Caleb, they were the only two who had faith and believed that God would grant them victory if they enter into the land and to conquer the people, whereas all of the other ten spies came back with a bad report and said, no, these people are gigantic and they're scary and if we try to go in and fight them, we will lose, so we shouldn't go in. So from the very, very beginning, um, before the wandering of the 40 years in the desert, Joshua was there, and he was one of those spies who went in. And notably, Joshua and Caleb both were remained alive all throughout the 40 years of the wandering, and they did ultimately inherit the promised land because they were faithful from the beginning. Whereas all of the others who lacked faith died in the wilderness, and they did not end up to see um, the promised land. So in this book, we read about the next phase of life for the Israelites, right? So they have been wandering for 40 years, and um, almost all of them are a new generation, not the same people that left Egypt, right? The majority of those people who left Egypt died in the wilderness, and now this is their children. So one thing to keep in mind when we're reading this, and we'll see kind of evidence of this, These children, they don't know any life other than the wilderness nomadic life. They don't know any life apart from a life where they are sustained by God, where God is keeping their clothes from tearing and their sandals from tearing and and from being ruined and God is the one leading them uh, through the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire and God is the one who is living in the midst of them in the tabernacle and God is the one who is providing water for them in every way their entire life that they've known since they have been born in the wilderness is one where they are completely reliant on God and whatever God is telling them to do they do okay and it was at this point that God decided now the wilderness wandering period is over and now we are getting ready to go. And we're going to see this very much in one of the very first stories we read about um, of entering the promised land, which is the fall of the city of Jericho. And we're going to see the faith of the people there. Um, but just something to keep in mind. The original generations of people who left Egypt, this is not the same people here. Those are the ancestors of these people that we're reading about in Joshua. What are some of the major themes? Well, we see uh, a big part of the history of the children of Israel, a lot of the very important uh, uh, kind of historical events that define Israel. So remember, um, we spoke when we were speaking about Exodus, how you know, the, the, the people who went into Egypt from the you know, Jacob and his children, were very few people, there were 70 people, but when they came out, there were millions of people, right? It was a nation. And now this is the first time that this nation is is not gonna be wandering around in the wilderness, but they're actually gonna have a permanent settlement, okay? So this is this is one of the major themes of history of the people of Israel, is entering into what will become their permanent location. Also, another theme is uh, the revealing of the concept of salvation. And again, there is this parallel, between entering into the promised land um, as being saved from this wandering to the entering into the heavenly promised land or the heavenly Jerusalem, um, which is symbolic of heaven and, and how what they are experiencing now and crossing over is the same thing that we are looking forward to um, in, in salvation. Um, we another theme is the holiness of God um, and how he is intolerant to sin and how he is actually using the Israelites here to not only inherit this land, because this land had other people living there, okay? Um, And God commanded them to destroy those people who were living in this land. And God was using the Israelites as a way of chastisement and punishment and judgment for those other people who were living in the land because of their own sin. Okay, so it's showing, how God responds to sin and the holiness of God. We also see the work of salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ, um, the entrance of man into a new life under a new leader in a new land, right? It is a completely different life. If you looked at the life that the people were li- uh, leading prior to this entry, it was a very different looking life, right? They were still being led by Moses, so the leader changed uh they are have a different way of life, they are living in a different location um, and so on. And then the last point of uh, major theme that I want to mention is the theme of the acceptance of the Gentiles. Again, often we look at the Old Testament as God is only caring about the Israelites and no one else is having salvation, no one else is you know everyone else God is commanding them to destroy and so on. but we see one of the very important, uh, figures uh, in the Old Testament which is uh, Rahab who was a harlot and she was a Gentile and we we're going to see her story of how she was saved and actually she ends up becoming one of the ancestors um, in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Comparisons between Joshua and Jesus. So as we said the name Joshua and Jesus have the same meaning. So Joshua came um after Moses, just as Christ came after the law to realize what the law was not able to do. So the transition between the Old Testament and the New Testament. At this transition, the Lord Jesus Christ came and he fulfilled the law and he abolished the requirements of the law. So the Lord Jesus Christ came after the law just as Joshua came after Moses. Again, Moses represents the old covenant, whereas Joshua represents new covenant in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Joshua led the people to victory just as Jesus led mankind to spiritual victory over sin and death. Okay so again we'll see the many many victories that the Israelites are going to win now being led by Joshua after they cross over the Jordan River into the land. Um, when the people face the wrath of God Joshua also interceded for them just as Christ mediated between the people and God the Father. So we'll see Joshua also as an intercessory figure, someone who is interceding for the people, for God to forgive them when they sin against God. Also, we see that Joshua is the one who is going to divide the land and to give each tribe their inheritance. Just as also the Lord Jesus Christ gives an inheritance to each of us who has authority, um, and, and as we have become heirs with Christ, so also Joshua is the one who is like distributing the inheritance to all of the different tribes. So this land that they are entering is called the, the land of Canaan, okay? Um, and the, the the Canaanites are many different people, okay? So they're not just one group of people that we call the Canaanites. The Canaanites is like a generic term that refers to all the various people living in the promised land um, that the Israelites were actually called to destroy. Um, and the reason that they're called Canaanites, and this land is called Canaan is because they are descendants of Canaan. okay? Canaan is the son of Ham, the son of Noah. Okay? So Noah had uh, sons. One of his sons was Ham, and the son of Ham was Canaan. And this groups of people who live here in this region were the descendants of Canaan, okay? Um, all the different, uh, tribes and peoples that used to dwell in the valleys and in the coastal regions where water was more abundant than on the mountains. Okay. All of these people here is, is we refer to them as the Canaanites. Many of them dwelt in like independent city states as in like these fortified cities like Jericho, for instance, Jericho is not a, a city that is a part of a country or a city that is part of like a larger ethnic group. It was an independent city-state, the whole ethnic people lived in that fortified city. Um, and so there are many different peoples who lived um, there, each one kind of with their own king and army and, um, and, and, and religion and so on. Um, so there was no like central government, right? So it's not like Canaan it was like this unified government with a, with a king or a leader. No, it's each one of these individual places was like a completely separate people. Okay. So you can divide the Canaanites into three types of groups. Okay. So there was what we would consider well established tribes that reached like a high degree of civilization so this could be like the Phoenicians for instance they became sea merchants or also the Amorites the Moabites the Ammonites we hear these names right these would be considered very well established structured tribes then you could have what we would be considered like the semi-nomadic tribes like the Edomites and other smaller tribes then you have like the very nomadic people like the Midianites, the Ishmaelites, the Amalekites, and these were just wandering people. Like they didn't necessarily have permanent settlements. They were just wandering um, around. And so you see all these different groups of people all present here in the land of Canaan. Finally, what is the structure of the book? The first 12 chapters, so there's 24 chapters in total, the first 12 chapters is talking about conquest and and warfare. Um, And then from chapters 13 to 19, this is where they are dividing up the land among all of the tribes uh chapters 22 sorry 20 to 22 is um the cities uh establishing the cities of the levites so remember the levites were the uh the priestly tribe and they did not inherit land like the other tribes but they had special cities that were spread out throughout all of israel so that all the people could have access to the priests. Uh, instead of having them all dwelling in one place, so w- it speaks about the cities of the Levites, and also the w- what are called the cities of refuge. The cities of refuge are again special cities that if someone has been, uh, you know, has committed like manslaughter, um, some kind of accidental uh, sin in this way, uh, and they escape from the people who are trying to kill them. As a result of the crime that they committed, they can go to these cities and be protected and be safe there. And then finally, the last two chapters is like the farewell commandments right before um, the death of Joshua. Okay. So we'll start here in chapter one. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Okay? So as I said, remember, Moses had died. Okay? Um, and and now Joshua is taking kind of his position after, after the fact. Okay? And just as, you know, the law had to come to an end for us to enjoy the grace of God that came through the Lord Jesus Christ, because, again, Joshua is a symbol of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what St.... Irenaeus says about this. He says, It was fitting for Moses to bring the people out of Egypt, for Jesus to bring them into inheritance. Can in Jesus in the person of Joshua? Moses, as a representative of the law, had to stop. So that Joshua, being the incarnate word, like Joshua or Jesus being the incarnate word, would give the people the good tidings. Right? So it shows this relationship between the Old Testament and the New Testament between what the work of Moses was bringing them out of Egypt and then the work of Joshua which is bringing them into the, pr- the promised land okay so at this point in time the people were on the eastern side um, of the uh, uh, of the Jordan so if you can see here you see the Dead Sea and then you see this um, river that goes from the north of the Dead Sea all the way up Um, this is the river Jordan and so they are on this, uh, let's see, I can, okay. Yeah. So here's the Jordan river. So, so they are over here and this is where the crossover point is going to be. So they are on this Eastern side and they're going to cross over here to conquer this land, um, which is the land of Canaan. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Okay, so this is actually a promise that God had made to Moses in Numbers chapter 34, where he described in great detail the boundaries of the land that they would receive. So he told them the exact um, boundaries um, and the limits of the land that they were eventually um, going to inherit. From the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the wi- all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. All this is saying to Joshua. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may uh, prosper wherever you go. So you can imagine that Joshua at this point is feeling a great burden of responsibility on his shoulders. Moses was an extremely... Uh, you know popular and and powerful and 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 obedient and submissive servant of god and god did so many miracles with him and all the people revered moses so much that they saw him as this great arch prophet who led them out of egypt and 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 led them through the wilderness and so on so for moses now to be be gone and this person who is coming to take his place he has huge shoes to fill and you can imagine that, on the one hand, Joshua is very apprehensive about what what is what is about to happen. They're about to go. I mean, before they were wandering in the wilderness. Yes, they had there were some enemies and things that they met. But now they're about to go into like the heart of where you know um, w- when they scouted this land previously, forty years prior, the people came back and they said, no, there's t- so many you know there's so many enemies and and the people are strong and powerful. We're too afraid to go in. So they're about to go into this. Keep in mind, they don't have an army. They are, again, a a group of nomadic people who grew up in the wilderness, right? They have not had the benefit of a permanent place to live for the last 40 years. Okay, so they're by no means strong or powerful or well equipped or have high resources or anything like that. And Joshua now is about to lead these people into battle, many battles, not just one battle or two, constantly fight after fight after fight with many many different people so on the one hand that of course could be a source of apprehension and fear for joshua and then on the other hand he is now taking the place of moses who was so revered and people are looking to him to essentially be able to do everything that moses was going to do and you know anyone who's ever been in a situation where you kind of take the position of someone who came before you who was like very popular or very talented or successful in some way you know that it can take um at all it can it can make you feel like uh you know like you you have to prove yourself right and you want to earn the admiration and the respect of the people so god here is uh comforting and encouraging joshua right he's telling him just as i was with moses i will be with you he's telling be strong and of good courage don't be afraid he's telling him all the things that are going to happen and all the things that god is going to do with him so he turns it into a matter of faith right it's not a matter of Joshua are you good enough? Joshua are you talented enough? Joshua can you, you know, are you going to be as successful as Moses was or do you have the abilities that Moses had? That was not the focus here. The focus is Joshua, do you have the faith of Moses? Because if you have the faith of Moses, then you will allow God to do all of this work and you will be there kind of like in the front seat watching him do it, right? And and people are looking to you. But God is the one who is doing the work. And so this is where kind of we see the real success of both Moses and Joshua is they rely completely on God. And whatever he tells them to do, they do. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? be strong and of good courage do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go so again god is encouraging joshua here and he's saying if you want to be prosperous and you want to be successful in your life continue to follow the book of the law right the book that god has given continue to follow it it has everything that you need in order to have successful life it is here in the book of the law follow the book of the law and you will be prosperous. Meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. That was like the man's role, man's part. What is it that man could do? Man could not be strong enough to conquer armies, but he could what? Follow God's commandments. Follow the commandments of God, and God will do everything else. So you don't have to worry. So again, God is encouraging Joshua. He's saying, focus on being obedient to the word of God. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. So after having now kind of heard from God, have been appointed the leader in the place of Moses, having been assured that God is with him and that he is leading him and the people to the promised land, he is now communicating with the officers. He's comi- communicating with the, p- the people themselves, and he's saying, prepare yourselves, because in three days we are going to cross the Jordan River. Okay. Now again, there was no mention here of how we are going to cross this river, right? Because it's a this is a big river, and we are many, many people. How are we going to cross? And we have all the things that are with us. How is it that we are going to cross? And to the Reubenites the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and is giving you this land. Does anyone remember from when we were studying before? Um, I want to say it was in the book of Judges. Why he is is, um, addressing specifically the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh here? Yeah. Yes. So these tribes, they felt that because they had a lot of flocks and herds and so on, they felt that the land that they were currently in, which is on the east side of the Jordan River, was the most ideal land for their tribes. So they said, and they asked Moses this prior, before he died, they asked him if it was possible for them to inherit the land on this side of the Jordan and not cross over to have the inheritance on the other side and Moses agreed okay but there was a condition your wives your little ones and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan which is the east side but you shall pass over your brethren armed. Be- sorry you shall pass before your brethren armed all your mighty men of valor and help them until the Lord has given your brethren rest as he gave you, and they also have taken possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses the Lord's servant gave you on this side of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Okay, so the condition was what? Yes, you can take this land here, but for now, leave your, 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 your wives and your children and your possessions and everything here on the land, but all of the men are going to cross the Jordan, with all of the other tribes so they could all fight together on their behalf as well so it's not that uh you know this tribe okay well we don't have to fight we don't have to do anything because we're already here we already have our land and everything's great and everyone else goes no it's like you have to go with them you have to fight with them um, and conquer with them to help them as well and then once all of that is done then you can come back here and take possession of the land that um, you have been promised so they answered Joshua saying, All that you command us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words, and all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. So you see even the people themselves, they're being very uh, like, welcoming and encouraging of Joshua. They're saying, everything you tell us to do, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we listen to Moses, we will listen to you. But the the kind of, fr- from their side, like the reason why they are doing this is because they're saying, what, only the Lord your God be with you, right? So if the Lord your God is with you, and you are his disciple, and you are following him, and, and he is leading you, then we will follow you. Because we know that where you are leading us is the right way. But if the Lord your God is not with you, Right then, um, maybe they wouldn't trust what, what you know what Joshua was doing or what Joshua was saying. But they are encouraging him and they're giving him um, you know kind of uh, assurance that they are going to follow him uh, wherever wherever he leads them. Okay. Chapter two Chapter two is now where um, they are going to send spies uh, to check out the land on the other side before they go. So now don't be confused uh, between the spies here and the spies they sent before, right? So this 40 years ago, they sent 12 spies. Joshua and Caleb were the only two spies who came back with the good report. Now here, Joshua is sending two spies okay, to spy out the land. It says, Now Joshua the son of Nun sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. So Rahab, she lived in the wall. So Jericho was a fortified city and the wall had settlements like houses, places where people would live in the wall itself. And so she had uh, her her Place where she was living inside the wall. So when these spies entered, they crossed over, they entered into the land, they spied spied out Jericho, and they came to this house of this woman, um, Rahab. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So it was known that the children of Israel were on the other side of the Jordan. And it was known that they were planning to cross over. And it was also known that God was promising them that, that they would take the land. Like the Israelites had a reputation among all the people and everyone remembered what is it that, that God had done with these people. And, and, and it was like, a, a, a you know, like they had, a, they had a reputation that God is the one who uh, parted the Red Sea for them to cross over and to come out of Egypt. So, so all the people trembled at the people of Israel, okay, and everything that God had done with them when they were wandering for 40 years in the wilderness. So the, the idea that now God is leading them to their land is something that would make them very afraid. So the king of Jericho, remember I said these are independent city-states. So the city of Jericho itself had its own king. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, have entered your house for they have come to search out all the country so it was known that these spies had come to visit with Rahab and now they are coming to her saying give us and deliver to us these men who have come then the woman took the two men and hid them so she said yes the men came to me but I did not know where they were from And it happened, as the gate was being shut when it was dark, that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fords, and as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. So she told them that the men indeed had come, but that they left and they went out in a certain direction. And if you go quickly, you will find them. But secretly, she had hidden the men on the roof, um, covered uh, up so that no one would see them. So she deceived the king's men and she protected the spies. So she risked her life to protect those men, but she is considered to have done this out of faith, believing that God actually was the one who was delivering the land um, uh, to them and believing in God himself. This is why we consider Rahab to be one of the heroes of faith, and she's mentioned in Hebrews 11, where it says, By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. So because she believed, and she believed that this was being done by God, she helped them as opposed to delivering them to the authorities. Also in James 2, verse 25, it says, Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? So she was working under the premise and the understanding that this was not simply the enemies who are coming to you know spy on us, but this was something that was being done by God. And she believed in God and this was being done by God and so she did not stand in the way for for God to do what is it that he is doing now before they lay down she came up to them on the roof and said to the men i know that the lord has given you the land that the terror of you has fallen on us and all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you because again they have a reputation The idea that these people are at our border and they're about to come made everyone very afraid. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. So again, their reputation of what was happening um, on the other side of the Jordan while they were wandering for 40 years and how God allowed them to destroy their enemies. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Okay. Um, keep in mind also that this woman is a harlot. You know, like she, she's not like a high upstanding, high class woman. Um, she's not someone of good reputation. Right. She's someone who is a very low reputation and, and even living sinfully but she believed and because she believed and she did this this became like a, a new trajectory um in her life from this time forward now therefore i beg you swear to me by the lord since i have shown you kindness that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token And spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. So this was kind of what she asked in return, because she spared these spies, and because she believed and knew that God actually had delivered them into the hand of the Israelites, to please spare her and her family, um, because of what she had done. So the men answered her, our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be, when the Lord has given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with you. So if you do not tell anyone and you keep our secret, then when we have taken the land, we will deal kindly with you. And all of them were in agreement. Then she let them down by a rope through the window of her house, uh, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, Get to the mountain lest the pursuers meet you hide there three days until the pursuers have returned afterward you may go your way okay so she told them um go uh and wait in the mountains until the pursuers because of the pursuers these other people who are searching for you they are searching around and so they don't find you go and hide in the mountains and then after the the three days when the your pursuers have returned then you are free to travel without being caught So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's house to your own home. So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him and if you tell this business of ours then we will be free from your oath which you made us swear so they told her take this red cord okay and to tie it in the window of her house so that when the army comes they will see it and they will know that that Rahab is there and to leave her alone and not to destroy her okay And there is, again, symbolism in this scarlet cord. This red rope represents the blood of Christ, and that salvation comes through the blood of Christ. This is what St. Ambrose says about it. He said, The harlot lost every hope in human security amid the destruction of the city. Her faith prevailed through binding a line of scarlet in the window. She raised the sign of her faith and the sign of the Lord's passion so that the sign of the secret blood which redeems the world would be kept in mind. Also, St. Cyprian comments on how this salvation was to be found only in her house. So they told her, bring all of your family, let them to be in your house with the red cord, and that all of you would be saved. So he says this, he says, do you assume that you are able to hold on and live if you withdraw from the church to set for yourselves different houses and places? It was said to Rahab, unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home, so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. By this, the secret was proclaimed that whoever wishes to live and to be saved from the destruction of the world are committed to gather together in one house, namely in the church. And whoever goes outside it, namely, if anyone, after gaining the grace of existing in the church, leaves it and goes outside, his blood will be on his own head. He will be responsible for his destruction. So the emphasis here is how God has provided this safe haven and this place of salvation, the church, for us all, and that it is in here that we benefit from the blood of Christ, Um, for the salvation um, of our souls. And so this uh, Rahab's house is a symbol of the church. The red cord is a symbol of the blood of Christ. Then she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed. And she bound the scarlet cord in the window. They departed and went to the mountain and stayed there 3 days until the pursuers returned the pursuers sought them all along the way but did not find them so the two men returned descended from the mountain and crossed over and they came to Joshua the son of Nun and told th- him all that had befallen them and they said to Joshua truly the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands for indeed all the inhabitants of the country are faint hearted because of us. How is Rahab related to uh, the Lord Jesus Christ? And where is it written? Matthew. Chapter one, verse five. It says Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Okay, Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. So this is related to Ruth. Okay, so um, so Boaz, who is mentioned uh, in uh, in what book? In Ruth, right? So, so Boaz is the son of Rahab. Boaz is the son of Rahab, and then uh by with Boaz and Ruth, they have Obed, and then Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse is the father of who David, okay, and then David, through Bathsheba, has Solomon, and then we won't go through all the others. <laughs> But eventually it leads to um it it leads to the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, so one really amazing thing about it um is that God used this woman uh to be you know to be one of his ancestors and even though she was a nobody and she was a harlot um And many people could have said that, you know, God could have chosen more honorable people. Um, But because of her faith, uh, he allowed her to have this great honor. And God does not choose those people who are in like the high ranking positions. He uses the simple people who are faithful to him as the ones to, to grant this honor. Yes.
1: seems like as you said like she was moved through some inspiration by God to to deceive or to lie those people of her own city and so how can we have this type of discernment when people ask us certain questions in life or when we want to say something to protect somebody versus we want to share something to protect somebody what's the in this case it was very clear like we don't read much about that movement in her heart between her and God to lie essentially but it was for his For the glory of his kingdom and you already shared all the symbols afterwards on her being saved and those who she saved with her
0: but just going back to the deception so lying is a sin but there are different motives for it and and especially when you have someone i mean she's she's coming from where like she's coming she's a harlot she's not a jewish person she's coming from a completely different background And she's trying to offer something um, to help in some way. And that's the way that came to her mind, is to deceive. It doesn't mean that the deception was the only means by which to achieve the goal, you know? She could have maybe tried to find some other way um, to protect them, to hide them, to say something different without deception perhaps, but, When we speak usually about deception and lying, the context that we are speaking about it is to protect ourselves in a kind of a selfish way. Like for instance, I did something wrong that I shouldn't have done. And in order to protect myself, I lie about it. This is maybe the most typical way that when we speak about lying and its sinfulness. Lying is always a sin, but like you said, sometimes, Maybe we lie to protect someone. Doesn't mean that the lie is right, but maybe our intention is right. The same way, actually, when, and I think maybe we talked about this before, the way that God spoke about the midwives at the time when Moses was born, okay, and at the time the Pharaoh had commanded that the midwives who are giving birth to the Hebrew women to kill all the male children, okay. But the midwives, not wanting to kill the male children, they lied and they said, well, all of the Hebrew women, they gave birth very quickly. So even before we arrive, they've already given birth. And they use this as an excuse so that they don't kill the children, okay? And it says there that God was pleased with the midwives for what they had said. But when he says that, it doesn't mean that he's pleased with lying but he is pleased with the intention of the midwives. The, The intention of the midwives was to protect life and not to kill, right? The way they chose to do it was lying. Was there another option? Maybe there was another option that they could have employed that didn't require lying, but the intention was right. Here also, the intention of Rahab was right. She believed in God. She believed that this was God's will. She believed that these were messengers that were sent by God, and she wanted to protect them how do you choose to protect them there may be many different ways you could have chosen to do it so the emphasis is not on the sin that she committed and lying but the emphasis is on her intention and her faith of wanting to do good this is why even in the New Testament she is uh, you know she was called a one of the heroes of faith like uh, like all the others that we read about that are heroes of faith so I- I- again like I- keep in mind like she is already a harlot Right? So she's already li- living a sinful life, but God is looking at the good that she did instead of emphasizing the wrong that she did. Okay. Any other comments or questions? We finished a little early today. Okay, let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We thank you, O Lord, for this day. We ask, O God, for your blessing in all things, and you help us to understand your word and to live according to the example of those who came before us that we read about in the scripture the faith that they had, the obedience that they had, the purity of heart that they had. We thank you, O God, because you have patience with us, and you wait for us, O Lord, to grow deeper in our faith. We ask you, O God, to remove the obstacles that prevent us from growing and the sinful attachments and attractions that we have to the world that keep us from seeing you more clearly in our lives. Help us, O Lord, to be as those Israelites were, who were simple of heart and mind, who when you commanded them, they followed and they reaped the benefits, O Lord, of their faith and all the things that you did in them. Through the prayers of St. Mary, Archangel Michael, St. Paul, St. Mark, and all your saints, hear us as we pray, thankfully, our Father who art in heaven,